The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, welcome back. The boys at Notebook Wagering Thursday night edition. I love this Thursday night edition. November. Goodness. November. Football is every night. You got the Mac. You got NFL. You got college ready to happen. There's a lot of action. I am Smitty, the teaser king. Sitting across from me. I always say it. The greatest guy. The stack guy in the game. J-Cam. J-Cam, how are you? I'm good. Struggling through Maction. Um, I, good, good on one night, bad the other, and that's how my action goes. Both bets were dead at one point yesterday that all of a sudden looked like it was going to win both. I mean, that, that's kind of the ride you're on when you're riding those games. You got to love it. Um, but like you said, I think we're, what, in the first week of 27 days of football? So join all of that, and you got baseball, you've got hockey. I'm not an NBA guy, but it's there. And then you know Monday, Smitty. Oh, Monday, college basketball. <laughs> 4,084 teams are playing on Monday, apparently. This is going to be fascinating. Uh, but, yeah, college basketball kicks into gear. It's, it's too many. Too many. Too big of a slate to handle. So, let's talk about that real quick before we dive into the NFL. I sent you guys Greg Peterson. That's been on the show multiple times. Greg's a really good friend of the show, and we love Greg Peterson. Does great stuff, college basketball. Um, um baseball mlb stuff uh great podcast does visa now like all the time his show's great late night late night on visa did you see what i sent you guys coming could you imagine breaking down all those games like he did that guy is a maniac i love it absolutely he's got a system and he clearly trusts it because that's amazing first game too i mean there's not much out there there's ken palm has numbers out there but who knows how good they are greg gets his numbers a couple guys out there has one match bit tricks and um the guy we use brad torvik but Oof, that's a lot of games to start off. It's gonna be. A, and how do you even bet that? Because you really don't know. So, but it, it's, I'll tell you. I'm gonna happen. say. I'll tell this. I'll tell this story. I, a couple of years ago, I can't remember what year it was. A couple of years ago, though, I just, you know, and I dive in. But again, it is so hard. Like, I mean, you try to read stuff. You try to take people's advice. And I mean, I listen to a lot more people and get more info now than I ever had. I started one season twelve and zero right out of the gate. Twelve and zero. Felt like I was the greatest person on the planet. It evened out. Let's just say it evened out. <laughs> I, it's it honestly did. my worst. Twelve out. One of the greatest runs I've ever gone on because I've got hot and I've got cold in gambling and I've got I've been really really you know on fire sometimes. But twelve and out. One of the best runs I ever did though. That was one basketball season. But yeah, I can't wait. I mean, analyze. We're gonna have the great Skippy. Um, you know, from Big Fat Winners and Picking Fatties podcast. He's a big over guy. We're going to have him on. We'll do a lot of college basketball. So check in if you're a college basketball fan. And we'll get Greg Peterson. We'll get our man Brian back on, uh, you know, that does just unbelievable stuff. Um, uh, what's what's he? He's uh, – I'm losing it, Jason. You'll know. what uh, What's he right for? Um, maybe you'll forget to. Um can't remember what he writes for now. I lost it. Uh, the magazine he came out with, or the you don't remember? I do not remember. You got me there. Okay, that's fine. I apologize for Brian. To Brian, that's my bad. That's my bad. Oh well, we move on. Um, but Brian Ralph is one of the best, I think, in the game too. Brian's the best. Anything I ask for Brian, he comes up with great info on that too. So. Um, we'll look at back up. I haven't really set my mind yet for college basketball, but that should be fun. Uh, week nine should be a lot of fun. NFL is crazy. It's going to be crazy. You know, again, we've had a lot. The circus is going nuts right now. Uh, down to about 125, I think, in the contest right now. So good luck for everybody that's in that. But let's dive into it. We have the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the Houston Texans tonight. 
this is one of those games, Jason. You look at it on paper, and a lot of people don't have Amazon, and some people like me that they don't even want to get into the Amazon because it takes too much to switch around channels and get back into it. Is there <laughs> any shot the Texans can hang with the Eagles? Fly, Eagles, fly. Probably not. I mean, especially when you factor in that uh, both wide starting wide receivers for the Texans are out tonight, <laughs> so they're not even going full guns into here. Um, the best. This actually is a good spot, I guess, to fade the Eagles if you're going to, because of the short week, you got a 14 point point spread, which is huge in the NFL, and you know it's just they're not looking to set any tone for this game. They're just trying to get out of Houston alive with uh, as as least injured as they can, right? They're already through their bye week, so they really don't have any spare time to get uh, healthy if they need to be. So that would be the only thing that kind of leans on the Texans. They don't match up well. Um, Eagles run the ball extremely well. Texans can't stop the run. Um, and the Philly defense has been really, really good. I mean, Steelers fans, we just saw that last weekend. Um, so, but that, that would be the spot is that, you know, you're kind of catching the Eagles at a spot where how motivated are they for this game? You know, they might be more concerned about health than anything else. Yeah. You know, the, the only thing I think in this is on paper, it looks like a route and, I played it differently. I'm going to tell you, and I posted it a little bit ago, what I went with and why I went with it really quick. Eagles, though, very dominant. I love their system. They have so many weapons. You saw it against the Steelers. The wide receivers are good. The tight end's good. The running back's good. Quarterback is really developing. They run a system that is very tough. Is he going to run? Is he giving it off? Quick throws. Defense is really good. I've said this on previous shows. I think the tackling is really good. Now, the rookie out of Georgia, I think Davis is not – he's out now, I think, uh, four weeks. I think he got a high ankle sprain, so he's out in this. The only thing – and, again, like you said, the Texans can't stop the run at all. I played one of the plays tonight. I did under 28-and-a-half Hertz pass attempts just because can they run the ball? Can they get a lead? Can they get him out? You saw it against the Steelers. They got him out. So, Mm -hmm. hopefully that happens. We'll see. I did go, I did lock in a little different because I love taking these teams high up. I took the Texans up to 20. Hey, it backfired last week. I had the Steelers up in two and it didn't happen because they couldn't cover 17 and like 16 and a half. <laughs> but what can you do? So I went Texans tonight and I posted this earlier. I went Texans plus 20 and I matched it up with the Jets against uh, Buffalo 17 and a half. I'll get into that why I did that with the Jets. I did the under 51 in this game. Primetime games are hitting about 62% on the under. I like that. I matched it with the game with the Ravens Saints. Um, I think Monday night game. I took that up to uh, 54 and I took the under. So what I did there, I took some primetime games. I teased it up. I played the under. I'm trying to play the number right now. It's doing okay. We'll see what happens. I'm not sure. But weirder things have happened. Do I think Philly loses this game at all? No, I do not. Um, could it be a short week, an overconfident week maybe for them? Maybe. A lot of people love them first half. Eagles are one of the best. I think it was – what was the stat last week, Jason? It was like what they've scored in the second quarter and the Steelers have scored all year. I mean, <laughs> it was like close or something. <laughs> Eagles first half have been amazing. I mean, they just – that was the play I had. That's what I told on the podcast, that Eagles first half was a lock at minus five and a half, and it sure was. I mean, it was – there was literally no sweat with that bet, which is crazy for the first half bet. Um, yeah, no, they've been a machine. The second half's been a little sleepy, so we'll see here. Um, that's really what you have if you're, you're Texans better is you're hoping basically for the Eagles to kind of not really get their best effort tonight. All right, that's Thursday night, man. Enjoy, find Amazon Prime, and maybe you can uh, watch the game. Let's move on here. Moving on, I'm trying to go. I'm going to use. I'm going to go off the scores and odds again. Scores and odds with some of these. You got the New England Patriots against Indianapolis Colts. Hey, great job, Colts, last week against the Commanders. I really needed you. Great job on the defense there to let I think Mr. Backup Tyler Heineke, which I'm going to get into that later and maybe irritate a lot of people uh some of my thoughts on that you got new england right now jason sin at minus four and a half the over under is a low 40 and a half you know this I, i've been wrong a lot on the colts this year and i mean taylor not running well i saw he was on the injury report again with an ankle 
New England, again, came back. I think we called the game last week against the Jets. It just was a weird, you know, Jets have been playing better, but New England was, I think, favored in that game. We took them. Big winner. I like I like New England again in this. Uh, I think the Colts are in trouble. Where's your thought? I mean, do you see any – where are you heading here, man? Minus four and a half. Do you like the over-under? Where are you going with this, Jason? I actually like the Colts here. Um, oh, Yes, I'm not really impressed in New England. Um, you know, people said, you know, basically we faded Zach Wilson in that game, but he delivered. <laughs> There's no question about that. He threw some of the most awful picks. And I talked about when they played the Steelers, I took the Jets live in that game, and I've never sweat a bet all season like that one. Zach Wilson is just a – he plays literally like his hair is on fire. There are passes where he looks – like the ball looks so gorgeous coming out of his hand, tight spiral. And there's other times where he's running around back there and he just throws it up for grabs like he's on the playground um, in an elementary school. I just think the Colts, you know, they've made the decision to go with Erlanger, who didn't look horrible last week. They're getting Quiddy payback this week. Shaquille Leonard should be full go. So the defense is going to be pretty good. And, you know, England's basically been trying to run the football. Indy's run D is really good. Um, they're run or they're, sorry, the New England run D not so good. Now I know Jonathan Taylor is a bit of a question mark right now, so that's a bit of an issue. Um, but I just think five and a half is too much for this game. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I think it's gonna be pretty boring. I'm trying to look where my numbers make it here. Yeah, I got this total at like 33, which is even below the 39 and a half is right now. So I'm gonna low total. I'm gonna take the five and a half right now. In fact, I was literally trying to take it since you told me four and a half. People are agreeing with me here, and uh, definitely lean toward an under, but not too much under. Um, but yeah, it's like a boring, ugly game, uh, in new England. Yeah, I have, I have 38, 39. So I have a little bit, a little higher than you on some of my stuff that I look at. So maybe a good teaser spot here with the under in this, you know, I looked at it, um, home teams are six and one last seven in the series ATS, you know, the Colts, they're scoring about 17 points or fewer in four times this year. So this it goes with what Jason said, might not be a bad spot there for an under in this, especially if you like a teaser player like I am. All right, we're moving on here. I got so much going on here, man. I'm watching um, World Series. Uh, man, the football, we got we got so much going on tonight. So I'm bouncing from spot to spot. So if it's a little delay, guess what? Who cares? I don't care. We're going now to the Buffalo Bills Jets and this. I already played the Jets. I'm going to tell you why here in a little bit here. You got Buffalo uh, minus 11 and a half right now. And the over under is at 45 and a half. I'm going to go first on this. I put this tonight with the Texans. You know, I looked at the Texans and I kind of told you why I like them. This is a divisional game. Some of these divisional games are tight. I like the Browns the past Monday against Cincinnati. I had them. Um, I had an under, and then I had the Browns up in it. Browns won the game outright. I'm not saying the Jets are going to win this game. I'm not saying that. I'm saying to get them up to about 17 and a half, I'll take a chance with this. Jets again. Wilson, eh, I'm not sure. You know, Hall losing Hall is a big loss. You big know, loss. now they, they did bring in um, they did bring Robinson in right from Jacksonville. I'm, I'm correct. So many trades. It's so hard to remember all this. Who would have thought? Uh, oh, there was a lot. We'll talk a little bit. We'll get one about the Steelers here coming up. Um, so I like the Jets in this. You know, over-unders 45 and a half. You can take a team up to 17 and a half. I, I think they'll put a couple, little bit of points on this. I'm hoping Buffalo, they kind of slept to walk a little. You know, I, I crushed the Green Bay live bets last week with uh, this Buffalo team. I kind of like the Jets up. I think this one's 17 and a half. I don't know if they're going to lose by that. I like Jets up. The total, I don't really have a say really that much in this. I would probably do, I would tease it up and take the under. Jason, what do you think? I like that. I like definitely like the second part there with the teasing it up and taking the under. I think this is an under game. Um, Jets defense is eighth in DVOA and run and pass. So it's, it's not horrible. But the red zone defense isn't great, but Buffalo's red zone offense, surprisingly, isn't great. Um, basically, because they lack a running game. And we've talked about that. I, it's interesting. I Division game on the road, I think I'm going to take the double-digit dog. So I like that 17 and a half number you threw out there. That just seems like a nice – that little hook is going to get you good. Um, but, you know, 
will Zach Wilson play better? It's that's the one issue when Brees Hall going out, the running game is kind of stagnant now. Hopefully Robinson can pick up the slack and um, they can't put too much on Wilson's plate, which is what they did last week and it cost them. Um, but, you know, if they play boring, they run the football. I think you can pound Buffalo a little bit. They're not the biggest team up front. Now, they've been pretty good against the run so far, but we're getting a little deeper in the season. They're a little bit of a smaller defense. They're also missing both of their safeties again. Hyde and Poyer back out after finally getting them back. I think there's some, like, things in Buffalo that you're going to be able to fade in the playoffs. They're going to roll the Jets here, but I do think they're not going to cover. But there's some little things popping up with that team that are going to make them really hard to take later later on with the defense in the back end because those two guys were the key to that defense for all these years. I know the front's been really good this year, but it was always the safeties. And then they still haven't found a running game. Their best running back wears number 17. He's also the guy who has to throw the ball 40 times a game. You can't live that way. Um, you know, you just can't win in a playoff game. The guy's going to be too beat up. So give me the Jets plus the 11 and a half. Leaning toward the under. Smitty's teaser sounds good. So I'm going to take us to the next game. I'm going to move on to the Bears and the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins hurt us last week, Smitty. We went against Maddie. We took the Lions with the three and a half. We liked it a little bit on the money line. If you were lucky, you got the four late and you pushed. I wasn't lucky. But uh, the Lions, first half, everything looked great, and then it didn't. But um, interesting position here because this line went a little different than I thought it would. It's at four right now the Bears getting four, and I'm very surprised by that. But I really thought we might be getting closer to six, and I was really going to pound the Bears at six. Uh, I like what that I see out of that offense. We talked a little bit about it last week. They seem like they figured out how to use fields to make them effective. Miami's defensive stats are terrible. Uh, the one thing they do do is they stop the run fairly well. You can shut down the Bears that way. Um, but I think I'm leaning toward the Bears plus the four. I wish I had a few more points, though. It might be a good opportunity for a teaser. What do you think here? I like the Bears up again. Yeah. I, I, you know, I like – I had them – listen, I had them with the Steelers, one of my best bets. Steelers, again, let me down. And the Bears got that down really close. I think it was 28-25 at one point in that Dallas game last week. So things were looking good. I like – I said it last week on the show. I like both uh, – I like – the back situation there, Herbert's a little quicker. I think I said it last week. I think he should be the starter. Montgomery then I think should be kind of the, the guy coming in. I love playing the Herbert over rushing yards. I played again last week, and I believe I was a winner again. I think that's two straight weeks on that, that I'm a winner on that. I'll look at that again this week for uh, on Sunday for everybody, but keep an eye on that. You know, Miami, we went, we did, we were on. Maddie loved that, man. That was great fun. You know, myself and Jason were – uh, saying the Lions were going to upset and like beat Miami. They got out quick, looked great. Miami did a lot of weapons. Matt, man, did we call that game? We said that game was going to be kind of crazy. Matt called some of the player props in that with the wide receivers, and they crushed it early in that, man. If you were on, it was looking great there with everything we analyzed on that game. But, you know, Fields is one guy that I still think it's not great there, but he has slightly improved a little bit. They are running him a little bit more. He's a great runner. Uh, they do have a good running back system with both backs with him also running. Now you add Chase Claypool. I don't know how much he's going to play this week from the Steelers. Um, but now listen, I'm not going to say this guy's going to come in and tear it up for the Bears or anything. As you saw sometimes for the Steelers, he played well. Other times he didn't. But it does add them something else to it. Can it help Justin Fields? Maybe Bears defense needs to tighten up a little bit in this because, again, Miami can move the ball. There's no doubt. They added uh, the, the key guy out of Denver. Uh, but get a home team up to 10, 10 and a half. I'm going to take a chance with the Bears. 14 hour wins in Chicago right now. So that could get that gets a little even more blustery. I think it definitely plays in the Bears' favor there. Miami wants to throw the football and to his arm, not the greatest, not a guy who's played in a lot of elements in his career. Could be interesting. That's All a right. great point. I love that. You throwing that out. I love that. I might lock that in tonight. There you go. All right. So let's move down to the dirty south where the Falcons, the I think the division leading Atlanta Falcons, right? I believe so. Because we all had that. Um, face the Chargers here at home. <laughs> it's been a great coaching job. You can't argue with Arthur Smith. He has got a really good offense. They're top 10 DVOA in both running and passing the ball. With Marcus Mariota and Cordell Patterson being out, actually, but he's really good when he's in. You know, haven't really taken advantage of the young weapons yet, but they're kind of getting there. 
So they got the Chargers coming in. Now the Chargers have been a team that have cost me money, and I think I can say that literally every year. Um, you know, I'm a little concerned because Atlanta's secondary is banged up. It was banged up last week too, which is probably a good reason why the Panthers were able to kind of sneak in the back door, force that game to go to overtime. Um, but when I'm looking here, the Chargers wide receivers also banged up. Mike Williams and um, Keenan Allen didn't practice again today. Uh, you said Austin Eckler missed time today too. That's too many weapons for the Chargers not to have in this game on the road. Give is going to be a home dog kind of week. Give me three points in Atlanta. I'm going to I'm going to ride Dirty Birds here. Um, make shock again. Keep that lead going in the, the NFC South. What do you think, Smitty? Yeah, you know, looking at some numbers and some trends, the under is six and one the last seven in this series. But like you said, that's hard to take the under in this. I've kind of disagreed. <laughs> When you give up 34 against Carolina, and really Carolina should have won that game. I think uh, DJ Moore pulled his helmet off or something, and then the guy missed the chippy um, field goal, and, and, and Atlanta came down. Because I think I had Atlanta money line. I had a parlay, I think, between Atlanta and I think New England, which was a winner. So I lucked out in that one, which that's gambling. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. So I like the teaser over in this i would tease this down and take the over in this now we did say there's some guys with some question marks right now for los angeles chargers so that could be patterson the running back from atlanta i think is practicing right now let's see his uh, availability this week and that i have him in one of my fantasies so i got to keep an eye on that you know you add him back that really helps Mariota. i've been playing Mariota too doesn't like to throw the ball a ton but has i think he threw up about 20 25 points for me in fantasy last week high shooting shootout last week so i like the teaser under in the or over excuse me take it down take the over and i would go with the falcons i would tease the falcons up and take the home team and a teaser. And let's keep going, Falcons. What a great job Atlanta Falcons head coach is doing. Absolutely. So, all right, let's move on to your favorite team, the Washington Commanders. They're at home against the Vikings <laughs> here. Another home dog getting three. And I, I, so where do, you, where do you lean on this one? Well, I'm just going to say, so, I mean, so, you know, I fired up some people last week, which is great. I love when I fire up some people here. And, I, hey, listen, I lost. So I'm not going to sit on here. I had the Colts money line and I had some things and the Colts <laughs> lost the game. So, I mean, it's the way it is. And I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to bitch after the game about if I won or lost or anything, the throw that down to the goal line, you know, the wide receiver made an unbelievable catch. The throw looked like I threw the ball. It was a duck. It was horrible throw. Guy just made an unbelievable catch. I'm sorry. I think, I, again, I, and I said it, the guy, he's an okay backup. He sparks the team. They do play hard for him. I didn't think he looked great. I, As a fan, I'm going to say this. As a fan, like the Steelers, I don't mind if the Steelers win another game. I want a better draft position. Same with the Commanders. If I was a Commanders fan. This guy, you saw what he was last year. I'd rather see him lose and bring Sam Howell in and see – if they don't win some games, do you draft a quarterback very high? That's my opinion on it. And I'm going to say it. And I said it last week on the show too. I think they have a lot of talent there. I think they're getting some really good players there. They have some good, the backs, Gibson looks like he's outperforming right now. Robinson Robinson looks a little slow on it. Um, I like Gibson when they put him out at wide receiver a little bit more. I think though, we'll see what happens here. Hey, if they keep winning, I'll say I was wrong, and if he keeps playing, I, I think Heineke is an unbelievable backup. I'm going to say that. Unbelievable backup. As a starter, I mean, come on now. we got to move on, and we got to see what you have there. Is he better than Carson Wentz? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that might be an argument for a lot of people. And, you know, this not a rip. This was me and Q. I mean, this not me ripping on Q because Q's not here tonight either. Uh, this was me and Q were going back and forth. His father-in-law would probably go with me too. I think it's great conversation it's just he has an opinion i have an opinion i'm going to stick with mine i think the i think the commanders only win a couple more games this year i don't think they win this week i would do money line or i take the vikings i think they'll beat this uh the commanders so just the fuel of fires here if heineke had enough passing attempts he would be 18th in dvoa which is 11 spots higher than Wentz. uh 
So he's playing well. I mean, he's in the middle of the pack. He's doing just enough. They found a running game. The defense has been solid. So, you know, it's kind of like the team is clearly responding to him playing quarterback. So you can see how well Carson Wentz is received in the uh, locker room there. So I'm on the other side here. I'm going to I'm going to keep riding the commanders. <laughs> I'm going to take the three at home. The Vikings seem to be that team that's kind of living on the edge here. Um, a game they could have easily lost last Sunday. I had them laying the points, and I was sweating it the entire time. It looked like one of those games where I was laying three and a half with the uh, Vikings, and I could have swore they were going to lose but or win by three and cost me. Um, but the defense in Minnesota, not very good. For some reason, they haven't been able to put teams away. Um, Kirk Cousins on the road coming back to his old stomping grounds there in D.C. I'm going to take um, – Give me the commanders plus the three. I'm not sure if they're going to win this, but I'll probably take a little taste on the money line as well. And, I, and I'll throw this out. I think as, and I did this last week. I had the commanders last week in a teaser too. I, I, I had the Colts money line. I did take the commanders up. I don't think it's a bad play to com- take the commanders up in this game either in a teaser spot. I, I like the Vikings in a money line spot, but I would not think it's bad. I say it every week. There's two good spots sometimes in some of these games. I think this is one too. And I agree with you. They play hard for this team, you know, for this quarterback right now. Could this, you jump them up to about nine, 10. I don't think it's a bad spot for the commanders too. I think it's a, could I, I might do this double play here. I might do a money line and then I might take a commander um, teaser in this too, because I think they'll fight. They'll fight hard. They're playing hard right now. There's no doubt. I'm not going to say they're not. They're not at all. I'd rather see him lose if I'm a commander fan, in my opinion, and get some Sam Howell, some uh, snaps before you maybe try to take another quarterback. All righty. So since we commented on this game a little bit earlier, let's move to Detroit and the Lions. Again, getting three and a half at home against a team that people think should probably kill them. But I don't know. We're kind of all a little bit down on the Packers now. So what do you have here? You got Lions, Packers, Packers, Got you some money last Sunday night. They were a little feisty. I think they got everybody some money um, kind of betting against the Bills there in a game that it, it was a little nerve-wracking at first, but then you kind of saw how it was going to go, that they were going to be able to cover that double-digit figure. You know, Detroit, first half looked awesome. Um, did everything we wanted them to. If we got just got a little – could have got one field goal in the second half, we would have been good. Um, and that's kind of where they're at right now, right? They're clearly a flawed football team. It's all offense. The defense is terrible. We know this, right? You just kind of have to live with it. Can they live that game? I think they can outscore Green Bay this week. I'm going back to the well. Give me the Motor City Kitties plus a three and a half, especially with the half. I like that a lot. I'm looking at Green Bay injury report. Going to have to keep an eye on it. Lazard and Cobb missed last week. They couldn't miss again. Now, Swift will probably miss for the Lions. I think Williams, they're okay there. But Swift clearly is a difference maker for that offense. When he comes in there, they're really, really good on offense. And when he's out, they're just like good. Um, so, you know, everyone's kind of chase Campbell off here. I think they're just way too soon on this. I think that organization knows where they're at talent wise, especially on defense. And this is kind of a bridge year still. Um, but you see that offense coming together and especially if they can find a quarterback to really run it. I mean, golf's okay, but if they can find someone dynamic, it could be really, really good. So long story short, give me the Lions plus the three and a half. When to fade the Packers, I think they're just in a lot of trouble this year. And uh, I just like defense isn't that good. The Lions can run the football. The Packers can't stop the run. I think that's going to be the key to victory. So many, what do you have? Yeah, the over has been great in the series over the last couple of series. So keep an eye on that. Detroit can't really stop anybody. Um, Green Bay, you know, if you tease it up, I got to look at the number, the new number. I had it like if you tease it up to about 55 something, Detroit's hit that a couple of times. Green Bay hasn't hit it at all. So, I mean, it's one of those, but Detroit can't really do it. Over's been good in the series. Like I said, Green Bay's lost four in a row. Detroit's five in a row. Again, here's the thing. Does some of the, the Green Bay players, like, they did not go and do anything again. People, you know, there was rumors that they offered for Claypool. They, they offered a second round, but then the Bears came in with the second round and the Steelers took that. But they didn't do anything again. Are they sitting there? There's not any weapons these guys aren't doing. Is Aaron Rodgers checked out? Is he going to just maybe take a pill or is which girlfriend going to put a spell on somebody? And is he going to walk away? I don't know what he's going to do here. I'm with, I, I was with Jason last week with the lions, man. I like the now green Bay. Thank you. I got to say it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Six live bets, six and oh on live bets. Thank you. You saved my weekend because I was brutal in the NFL last week. Thank you. Green Bay to cover against Buffalo. I'm going to take the Lions up in this. 
I'm going to do a teaser with the Lions too. Lions play a lot better at home than they do on the road. They fight, they fight, they fight. Are they going to win? Maybe not. I'm taking the Lions teaser. As long as they cover, that's all we matter. Just cover. Cover. Where are you at with the I mean, the total on this, I have one that was a little higher, one that was kind of a little bit like, eh, if you tease it up, maybe take the under in this. I would probably take, I mean, I don't know how, I would probably take a teaser and do like with the Chargers game. I would probably tease it down and take the over in this. I'm a big, I'm a big teaser player with the lot with the points and games to tease it up and take the under. But this one, I think I would tease down and take the over in this. I would match. This would be a good one to maybe match it with that Atlanta game. I think both these games could go a little crazy. All right. Well, now we will move on to the Cincinnati Bungles at home, lane seven against the Carolina Panthers. Carolina looking feisty since it got rid of Matt Rule. P.J. Walker showing us that, you know, he, he has come from the XFL and he has come to play football. He's actually looked really good. I actually faded him last week because I thought he looked too good against Tampa. But he got to let him back, and he actually should have, like you said, he should have got a victory there. DJ Moore kind of ruined it for everybody. Um, but Carolina looks good, and the defense is kind of getting its credit now that, you know, Matt Rule isn't overshadowing it. They can run the football, and they're going to get Chubba Hubbard back. So they got the, the tool, tool backs going again. And you got a Cincy team who got run over on Monday night football here. Um, so it's kind of an interesting game here because I you look at Cincy. They're missing Chase. They finished last Monday night with just two corners healthy at the end of the game. So they're all banged up in the secondary. And Carolina's got a decent receiver core. And it actually seems like I'm a quarterback who can actually use it right now. Um, seven points seems like a lot at this point because we really haven't seen the Bengals come back since that Chase injury and see what they can do. They looked really limited on Monday night. Uh, the Browns really just kind of rolled in that game. Uh, a little sloppy early, but then they put up the points. <sighs> Taking a lot of dogs this week, but I really want to take the Panthers plus the seven here. Talk me out of it. Well, the favorite's been really good in the series here. And I, I'm, I'm a big believer in sometimes when, and I was on Cleveland and I, you know, I was on the under in a teaser as a divisional game. Those are other great things to look at these divisional games. If you're a teaser player or just maybe a straight player in this, the unders have been hitting these divisional unders and then taking the, the dog in them very tight games. I think I, I like Cincy in this. This might be one of my best bets of the weekend. I like that. I'm going to teaser down. You get it down to about one, one and a half. I think they'll bounce back. I like teams that get embarrassed and they did get embarrassed. You know, they kind of came back slightly in that. And that, that, that under got really dicey even in a teaser play on Monday <laughs> night. That game was slow, slow, slow. And then all of a sudden it kind of got a little crazy and you're trying to go to bed and you're like, Oh, I don't even know if I'm going to get this, this teaser play in this. So I like teams that come back and these guys are professionals. I think they got embarrassed Monday night and losing chase is a big thing. They got some weapons though. And I will say, like you just said, Jason, Carolina's done a nice job. You know, you think a lot of teams that fire the coach and and now, you you know, you got a quarterback debacle and you're going to P.J. Walker and and P.J. Walker, again, has played OK, gets the ball off quick, throws pretty well. Um, they're running the ball okay. They get rid of McCaffrey, and you're like, man, they're not going to be able to run the ball. And they've actually been able to run the ball a little bit in some of these games. And they're fighting hard. I mean, because this team could have quit. But like we've said, these guys are professionals. These guys care. Some of these guys are fighting for a job and a roster spot and a contract. So, but I like this spot here. I like Cincinnati down in this game. I really see that. It's that's exactly right. When you said they got embarrassed and they're at home bouncing back against a team who, you know, has played well, but maybe a little bit above their head the last few weeks. I think that's a good play. I, like I said, I, that, I see that seven and I almost want to just grab it though. So we'll move on to a team that has cost me a bunch of money this year. And I really can't figure out going against another team that I really can't figure out. Let's go with Jacksonville catching one and a half at home against the Raiders. Um, I don't know if anyone told Vegas, but they did have a game in New Orleans last Sunday. Uh, they didn't show up for it. Whoever showed up for it, maybe in UNLV dressed in Raider uniforms. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they didn't get the job done. That was brutal. I'm completely kicking myself because I think 70% of the action was on the Raiders and in the NFL, if you have a home dog, who's getting that bet against, especially a team like New Orleans, who's not like a bottom feeder. Um, you got to take that every time. I, I, shame on me for not having the Saints uh, in the, a little bit of taste of the money line too last week. 
as it is this week, I have no idea what to do this game. Do you have any idea? Because I don't know who's going to show up for either side because the Jags look good sometimes, but also they look awful. I mean, Trevor Lawrence had a chance when they came last week, got the ball the last drive, and he basically gave it right back to Denver. <laughs> so who's going to show up this week? Who's going to win with this? This is a close game, and it's going to determine – basically, this will eliminate the Jags and Raiders. I mean, they can't pull any further back in the West. Yeah, this one, this is a tough one. I, I jumped, I, I took Jacksonville money line last week. You know, they were going over to, um, over to Inc, that London game or whatever. And uh, seemed like, okay, they got out to a seven nothing start. Then they were driving again and they're at the one yard line. And why these teams, I'm going to say it, why these teams keep running dumb plays at the one year. And here's the thing. Lawrence is a big guy, tall, go under center. Go up the middle, have a running back push you in the butt and get you in the end zone. No, what do they, these idiots do? They roll him out, then he rolls out, and then he throws across his body and it gets intercepted. Smart, smart. These, these, some of these coaches, it really, it's a head scratcher, people. Why, how they have jobs, really. So, yeah, this is a tough one. You know, Jacksonville, they were favorite. They're, if you look at numbers, they're not a very good favorite team at all. They have not been a good favorite team, and shockingly, because they have not been a very good team. So it's amazing that they've been they've been favored in a couple of these games over the years. They are good in this series. Though. They're six and two last eight in this series against the Raiders. Now, ETN, great game last week. You know they traded Robinson, like we said earlier. He had 24 carries, um, 156 yards. Good running back. You know, what were the Raiders doing last week? Raiders didn't get past Jason. I don't think past midfield until like the third or fourth quarter. I mean, that's crazy. Now, I'm going to sound like a genius. I had the Saints. Like the Saints in the game. Loved it. Moving on. Raiders, one thing I read today, Raiders have been in Florida practicing. So it is not a travel, anything down there. They have been in Florida. They're going to do a short flight into uh, Jacksonville to play the game. This is a tough one for me. I, I, I'll I, be very honest, Jason. I don't really have anything in this game yet. Punt. I really let's punt. Let's punt, Smitty. Take the smart play. Let's let's kick the ball away. We'll rehuddle and go back to another game. I mean, I, I really – I mean, to give – I always try to give a play for someone. Uh, right now, I, I would probably take the Raiders to bounce back in this. Now, old man in the garage, I'm going to give a play if we need a game on this. He likes Jacksonville as the dog. He gives out dog plays. This is one of his plays this week. He likes Jacksonville to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to hold off. I'm not going to – I might – listen, check my Twitter out because I might completely come in with something on this. Right now, I'm going to kind of hold – I would probably lean the Raiders in this, but old man in the garage, Jacksonville, money line. Thank you. My sheet says 23-20 Jacksonville. I don't trust it, though. So, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm punting on this game, and we're going to circle around and get on the whiteboard and figure out what to do with the next game. So, the next game, I think we're turning into the 4 o'clock slate here. Arizona at home, laying two to Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks look phenomenal. Like, that was a great win against the Giants last week. They're, you know, Kent Walker's got the big touchdown. Geno's throwing passes. Like, what is going on? I mean, they clearly have us all fooled. This is another team where everybody had it wrong with them. Um, now this is a tricky matchup here that I think they've won four or five against the Cardinals. Um, it's so, and I think the dog has covered four of the last five times when these two teams have played as well. Divisional matchup. Do you take the points here with the Seahawks in the desert or does Kyler not come up short this week? What do you got to be? I, you know, I'm going to throw it out. Let me jump in old man in the garage because we're going to bounce. He, he likes Seattle in this. It's another, you know, dog play he likes in this. Uh, man, ATS, Seattle's five and three, Arizona's four and four. I, I bash Arizona every week. I've taken Arizona more this year than I have in a lot. Seattle is six, two and one last nine, ATS in Arizona. I think Carroll is doing an unbelievable job. I think should be coach of the year. I know everyone's on this Philly coach, what he's doing, I think, but they have talent. This team, everybody thought Seattle was going to win about two, three games. So I think what he's doing is unbelievable. Geno Smith, what a great story. What a great year he's having. Keep it up, Geno. The West Virginia Geno Smith is back 
Uh, we love it. We've talked about it. Now, here's the thing in this really quick. I like Seattle on a teaser up. And I'm going to do the points up and take the under in this. Now, they this team has played already once in Seattle. 19 to 9 was the final in this. If you look at Seattle's last couple games, Seattle's defense has got better. They were giving up a lot of points. Last three games, Seattle's defense, they've given up 9, 23, 15. I like it. I like Seattle in a teaser. I like taking it up, and I like taking the under. Give me the under. My favorite play is the teaser under in this, but I also like Seattle. I, I have to agree with you. The only thing that makes me nervous is I think it's 80% of the bets right now are on Seattle and like 90% of the money. So they are a huge public dog and public dogs can usually spell trouble, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's funny. You are saying the players thing. Seattle has players. We just don't know who they are yet. I mean, it, you, you watch that game against the giants and you saw a really fast defense. Like the one thing they have clearly drafted and emphasized in the draft is speed. They have explosive plays. And so many of these teams are struggling right now to get explosive plays. God, we hear it every week of press conferences with the Steelers. Uh, we're this close to having explosive plays. Well, no, you aren't because you don't have anybody this fast. Everyone for Seattle with skill positions is fast, like they like real fast. And it causes problems. It stresses the defense, and you can clearly see it. Um, so I'm probably going to jump in here to you here on the Seattle. Probably take a money line with a plus two, but it makes me nervous that it's this public of a game. But I, I do love what's going on with Seattle. They, they clearly have turned around that team that fast, and they're clearly sticking it in Russell Wilson's face, which is, it's really funny to see, too. So you knew things were pretty miserable there for a while for them to be that blatant about it. Oh, yeah. When they're making comments online, like when they get interviewed and they're like, it's amazing when someone doesn't take the credit. Hey, we've said it, and I've said it. Denver, head scratcher there. Enjoy that contract. Enjoy the contract. That's all I have to say. And Arizona, enjoy the contract, too, with your quarterback. Yeah. We'll see if that holds up this week. So we will move on. And what you call it? We move on to the Rams. And I think my screen is a little blurry here. Who are they playing? We got the Rams against Tampa. This is one of those just street fight, maybe mega offense, offensive lines playing great. Everybody. Oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious. Offensive lines here. Uh, I mean, I'm going to let me, do you want me to dive? I'll start this. I'll start this then if your screen's a little bit, you'll get the the screen here. I'm good now. Go for it. We got this. I mean, the Rams, I just, man, what can you do with the Rams? Now the Rams are nine and one last 10 against Tampa ATS. But here's the thing with the Rams. Rams have offensive line issues. They can't run the ball. Cooper cup playing in garbage time last week, gets injured for some crazy reason. Great for my fantasy teams. Um, Matthew Stafford right now looks like the shell of himself. They're a mess. I mean, they really are. And then you got Tampa. Tampa's going through all kinds of things here. Tampa can't run the ball. If you watch Tampa, especially a couple weeks ago in that Thursday night game, they get down to the red zone, and then it looks like they're completely lost. They don't know what to do. They haven't run the ball since week one. There's issues, issues, issues in this. Tom's going through it. Well, he's divorced now, so maybe he'll come back and go, well, I'm not going through divorce. I am divorced. Maybe he'll come back. The wide receivers have been banged up. Jason, I'm sorry, man. This is one right now. I, I love the teaser up and take the under in this. Both these teams have not been scoring a lot of points here, and I just don't see where it's coming. Now, this is one of those that could get crazy and change. Maybe I like the teaser up. And, man, I, I want to say I, I want to tease up the Rams in this, but, man, it scares me a little bit to say that. But I really, my favorite play is the teaser up and take the under. Well, I, t- I tell you what, I'm completely on the under with you here. My sheet makes this at like 30 as a total, which is like you said, the, it, both teams struggle in the red zone. Rams can't run the football, and it's, you know, teams know how to defend them. And it's one guy, and that guy may not play Sunday. So I don't know if that'll help the Rams offense because they'll actually spread the ball around a little bit, or they'll just be completely crippled because they don't have Cooper Cup. Guy's best wide receiver in football. Um, I, I like the under, so I'm going to agree with you there, but I'll tell you what, I'm on the other side. I think this is a hammer play on the Buccaneers. I really think that this is kind of their make or break for their season. I mean, you have 
the Atlanta Falcons leading your division right now. <laughs> if that doesn't help you circle the wagons, it nothing will. Now you look at them on tape. We just talked about how much speed Seattle has and how explosive they are. And that's really what hurts the Buccaneers. There is no explosive players in that offense at all. Everyone's kind of like a big grinder kind of type. And what happens is they bog down in the red zone because there's literally no one can just get away from anyone. You can only throw so many fades to Mike Evans. So, but I like them here. I'm not impressed with the Rams at all. I think that front for Tampa will give them problems all day. Um, and I don't, but I don't think Tampa's going to run away from them either. So give me the Buccaneers minus a three. I think they're going to cover that easily. And then definitely an under here. So I like your teaser play though with the Rams because this is going to be a low total. So nine points is going to play a lot here. So I, I think you can win on all. Well, I think I've, said that with, I've said that, you know, with the teasers, take a team up with when it's low, keep an eye on that. You know, I kind of, this might be what you said, Jason. I might jump on this with the money line parlay. I did it like once, one or two games last week. You know, I did New England, Atlanta. This might not be a bad one taking Tampa and matching up with somebody else. Not a crazy line to try to get good odds there. Might be a smart play there too. Absolutely. All right. So now that the monitor is fixed, we will go to Kansas City where the Chiefs are laying. I have 12 and a half against the Titans. Titans somehow won last week. Uh, went an ugly with a quarterback who really couldn't throw the football at all. Now, I think Tannehill is back for this game, so that's a factor. But 12 and a half points is a lot. Who do you have in this one, Smitty? Yeah, well, this is tough. This depends on who's quarterback in the May. I mean, it was amazing last week that I, I lied te the Texans. I think I lost the teaser, but I, I did hit a live with the Texans against Tennessee. They knew what they were going to do. Now, it is Derrick Henry. And I wouldn't want to try to tackle Derrick Henry. But how are you giving up? You knew it was coming. I think the rookie threw the ball one time in the second half, I think I read. He didn't throw many times. Oh, yeah. He threw for 55 yards <laughs> off the top of my head. How can't you stop that? But who's the quarterback here? If it and listen, Danny Hill is an okay. I, well, I don't even want to say okay. He's an average quarterback here. Mm -hmm. Tennessee's been doing okay on an ATS run against Kansas City here. You know, they are five and two ATS. Could you bump this up if Danny Hill quarterbacks? Hopefully the defense plays well. Henry's running the ball. Seems like Henry's bouncing back here a little bit, getting a little healthier running the ball here. Could you do that? It depends on the quarterback. I mean, Jason, I, maybe I missed it. I was looking at something when you, you were introing the game. Did they announce? Did you have you? Are you locked in on a quarterback in this game for Tennessee? I haven't seen anything yet. I, I do believe Tannehill is going to play though. He's he's going to try because um, I think they even had him warming up on Sunday because things were so bad with Malik Willis. <laughs> they literally just took the ball out of his hands. Now, I'll give Matt Vrabel a lot of credit or Mike Vrabel, a lot of credit. He just said, you know what? We can't trust him to win us this football game. So we're just going to play the most boring we can and make sure we don't lose this football game. You know, we rip on a lot of coaches for, you know, stupid play calls and dumb thinking, but that as conservative as it was, was the right call. And they got a win out of that. And like, you know, you look at that division and everybody thought the Titans were going to be way down. And we think this every year, we think they're like an eight, uh, nine and 18, eight, nine team every year. And Vrabel somehow gets it out of them that they win the games that they should. And then the teams that they went. Now, this week, I don't know if this is a good game that they should. Like I said, I don't think they have enough going into Kansas City. Kansas City's playing pretty well. Um, but uh, but I'll tell you right now. So I'm looking at it. It was 10 and a half, went up to minus 12 and a half. Yeah. It's, Give me Tannehill in a teaser slot and get it up to 18 and a half. Well, man, I'm taking a chance. I'm taking a chance in a teaser. I mean, <laughs> That's that's a lot. And with when you have Derrick Henry behind you and you can try to pound the ball a little bit and maybe control the clock and slow it down. And the over under was 46 and a half at open. It's down to 44 and a half. Not a crazy over under kind of right. I mean, not not horrible. That's a lot. You're telling me Tennessee and Kansas City's defense is not the greatest defense. No, it's not. I mean, I think it's better than it's been, but um, it's definitely not defense that can hold up against a big, powerful offense, which Tennessee will, will do. And that's the reason why they've had success against them, right? They basically bully balled them um, every time they played. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's a lot of points. I like the teaser, teasing up to 18 and a half is because that's a lot of points for an NFL game. But um, yeah, it, it really depends on who's playing quarterback here, because if, if it is Willis, I can totally see now they have a week of film on him. 
that it could be pretty ugly for Tennessee. Oh, it could be team. real. It could be real ugly. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll, figure, they'll basically play goal line defense the entire field and know that it's not a problem. So, um, but yeah, I would, I, so I would hold. I mean, I think the best advice right now, it's a Sunday night game. I would hold on this. I, I mean, do you want to, you could ch- challenge, you know, you could go dive into it quick here and get it up to 18 and a half and really gamble it and hope Tanny Hill's the quarterback. I would probably, what I would do in this, Right now, I'm going to go Tanny Hills, the quarterback. I take Tennessee up to 18 and a half, and I would take I would take it up to 50 and a half, and I would play the under. That makes a lot of sense. All righty, and and look at this. I mean, we still have a little time. There's only 13 games this week. What is up with that? Oh, I know, crazy. I know we're flying. We might be able. We'll throw out. I'll throw out a college or two before we're done. What, college out. games? Do we do college? Yeah, we used to do college games. Yeah, we so might. We might. We, well, it's we might even break down a college basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, so we got the Monday night game in New Orleans. The Ravens show up here. The Ravens are two and a half point favorites against the Saints. The Saints, like you said, they took care of business last week. Kind of got everything back in order against the Raiders. Uh, a little bit tougher test this week with Baltimore, who's it's funny the the numbers don't look great, but that you know they're somehow that they're winning games. And if you look at it, they really could be undefeated at this point if they could have just had a little bit better fourth quarters. Um, you know, New Orleans has kind of been going through some stuff. You know, a little questionable quarterback position. They're kind of fighting through that as well. The defense not as good as it's been, but still pretty good. Who do you have here, Smitty? Well, I I, I dove into it. I said I I took the points up in this and took the under. Primetime game. I'm going to do it again. I I kind of like the Saints. Uh, in this now, Baltimore Andrews, Gus An- or uh, Andrews, the tight end and the running back. Who's the running back? I'm losing track. Um, Robbins for Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Both of those, Mark Andrews and him, are supposed to be likely to play. Andrews is so big because he throws to him all the time. In this, you know, road teams have been the side in the ATS in the series. I like, I'm sorry, I keep, I like the Saints for some reason. Maybe I'm crazy. I, I I look like a genius last week against the Raiders in it. I like the Saints again in this. And I, I like, I like the points up in the under in this. That's my play. I've already locked it in with the under Texans game tonight. I'm doing it and I'm going to give the official again. I had the Texans under 51 tonight and I'm going to do the under 54. Ravens Saints game it's locked I like the under 54 I definitely do I don't think the Saints offense is very good and you know they've had guys in and out of the lineup and uh, the wide receiver position and the running back position everyone's kind of been a a hodgepodge this year um and also when I've seen them play I don't think the linebacking group is very fast I think that's actually going to be an issue this week against Baltimore that's something you have to have when you play Lamar Jackson is you got to have guys you can actually get to them and tackle them uh so it'll be interesting what they come up on defense against them um, you know, getting Andrews back is big. The receiver core is banged up. They just don't ever have receivers for that guy. So he's kind of got to make uh, chicken salad out of chicken. You know what? Um, I actually like the Ravens in this one. Um, it's 50, 50 on bets right now. Money slightly to the saints. Yeah. I just haven't been really impressed. I think, you know, it's, it's going to be Andy Dalton going, I guess in prime time, I'm just going to fade that. I'm going to take Jack Lamar Jackson. He's trying to get a boatload of money. I think this is a great spot on national TV for him to try to get that huge contract. So I'm expecting a pretty big game for him. I'm not a player prop guy, but I think you're going to see a pretty good uh, effort from him. And uh, I'll lay the two and a half on the road, even though I'll probably be foolish in doing so. And I'll take the Ravens here. That, that's it. We covered the slate. Look at that. I mean, we got a couple minutes here. We I, I got us about like eight more minutes. So I'm going to jump on really quick. We used to do a college show. Life's been crazy with all of us right now. So haven't been doing it but jason let's dive into it real quick before i'm looking this up did you like this because we're Steeler people here did you like the trades the steelers did william jackson one i'm a little iffy on just because i don't know how it seems like a guy that you know we used to make fun of the pirates for doing this a guy they wanted five years ago that they finally could get <laughs> it's like and you've seen enough of them that you're like i don't know if that helps the situation you know, he doesn't hurt them on a money perspective because none of that money is guaranteed next year. So it's okay to take a flyer for like a six-round pick. Claypool, you weren't going to give them the big contract. So, you know what, you have to make those decisions and something they haven't done recently, and you have to be able to move those guys to get draft capital. It's just kind of a whole different game now. You can't have those guys kind of disappear off of free agency 
and maybe get a compensation for two years down the road. You know, he just didn't fit. They've already backfilled the position with Pickens. They signed Johnson, so they made their choices, and they've done a really good job of drafting wide receivers. They picked him in the second round. Um, it's probably a good change of scenery for him. He just wasn't fitting in that offense at all. They had him in the slot. You know, you see the numbers, the yards per catch dropped off a bit. So I think he's a guy who needs a fresh start. He's a big body guy. He probably needs to be used differently and he probably can be a lot more effective. So it could be a win-win. Steelers need draft capital. Like, you know, this roster, there's three good guys on defense. The rest of the guys are replacement level. On offense, the skill talent's still pretty good. The lines are terrible. So they need to start getting some big people in there to protect all the guys that they drafted with these high draft picks, you know, kind of going out of order of how everybody else is doing it. So is that what your take is as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to try to save some time for college football here. Yeah, I mean, get the picks. I wish they would have done a couple other people too. I'm going to hold my breath on who. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind really fast. Cam Hayward would have went to somebody else, and we got got a couple things and given him a chance to get a ring. And that's my opinion. I know a lot of Steeler fans think I'm crazy on that. He's a legend. Yeah, he's always going to be a Steeler legend. But get some draft picks and get him a chance to win a ring because trust me, it ain't happening in Pittsburgh in the next two, three years. Jason, really quick, I'm going to rapid fire you, man. We have a couple minutes here. Let's throw out. So we're going to do a bonus tonight. Game tomorrow oh, night. You, you sent me a weather condition here. Oregon State going into Washington. Could be some conditions, could be some high winds, rain. Over under opened at 60 and a half. It's down to 54 and a half. Oof. Any thoughts on that really fast? atmospheric river give me the team that runs the football really well I'll give i'll take the beavers in the water all right all right we're gonna go i'm trying to fly down the board here really quick trying to add in some games here well we're gonna go 330 we got the big one we got tennessee number one in the country against georgia number three Open at minus 12 and a half for the number three team in the country, Georgia. It's down to minus eight and a half. One of their better defense uh, pass rushers is out in this. Jason, who's going to win? Spread, game, thoughts, one of the biggest games. Tickets are high, high, high. Good luck if you're going to that game. Well, I, you know what? It's funny. You look at the last five years, this has been pretty ugly. <laughs> Georgia has really had their way to Tennessee, even though in Tennessee has been a little feistier with other schools. Uh, that's big that they lose that edge rusher. Georgia doesn't like the blitz, so it's, but they've got so many guys. They'll find a guy to rush. I actually like Georgia's because the public is so on Tennessee, even though I really want to see Tennessee win this. Uh, I'll lay the eight. If it keeps coming down from there, I'll probably jump on it again. Uh, uh, the only thing, though, if Tennessee can get a lead, they can win this game because it's Stetson Bennett, one-dimensional offense is not good. Yeah, I'm going to throw, I mean, I'll throw it out. I'll write my, one of my favorite teasers. I locked it in. It might be one of my teasers of the weekend. I have the Air Force Academy down to about minus one against Army, and I have Georgia down to minus two and a half. I like the Bulldogs in this. You know, you have a team that's number one in the country, and they're eight and a half point favorites. Go figure. The, I, I, and, you know, maybe we can finish with like one minute. I think it was a joke what they did. I think I, it doesn't matter what they came out with. I'm not boo-hooing that Michigan's not good. And I'm not saying Michigan's going to be in the final four this year. I think it's a joke. They're better than Clemson. And I, everybody complained about their opening games and they did play Colorado state, Connecticut. I, I get it, man, but it's been set in probably for years. I worked at the athletic department at Penn state schedules were done for years upon years upon years. Look at Clemson. They opened with Georgia tech and they played Furman in week two. That's not much better, not much better. And I know one's a conference game and you can argue with that, but it's not much better. So moving on, I like Air Force. I like Georgia, one of my favorite ones in there. Jason, uh, real quick, a game. Uh, we got three minutes. We're going to try to get the hour in. Texas traveling to Kansas State. Kansas State's minus 13. Backup played really well last week. I had Kansas State money line. They completely blew out Oklahoma State. Texas, week off. You got a ranked team at home against an unranked team in Texas's favorite minus two and a half. A little bit of line move towards Texas. Who do you have? I got Texas. I can't believe I'm going against the Wildcats at home, but it seems like every you know five in a row that they've won, even when Texas hasn't been good. This is like just a bad matchup for Ema. All right, last one here before we're done. You got Bama. I'm going to go Bama LSU. You got number six in the country, Bama against LSU. Uh, Bama right now opened at 13 and a half on scores and odd. It is still at 13 and a half. 
on this. LSU, man, good. What a great year Brian Kelly's doing. You can make fun of him, how he talks and how he came down there and acting like a fool. First game was a disaster, but they've come back really well. Who do you got in this, Jason? I like Bama. It's a matchup problem. What LSU likes to do, Bama takes away. And what Bama likes to do, LSU doesn't really stop too well. Audulary is going to have to have a hell of a game for them to pull that out. Yeah, that's a tough teaser spot. Could you tease it up? I think it's safer place teasing Bama down there. All right, everybody. That's all I got, Jason. I mean, a great show. We got the NFL. We got some college in for you. Very soon, we're going to be doing college basketball. And I looked it up real quick because I felt really bad because Brian Ralph's a really good friend of the show. And I could not believe – I just wasn't blank on what he does. He's a senior national writer for Heat Check College Basketball. There Brian, it is. Make fun of us. We're sorry. Oh, my goodness. And Brian's a great friend. Maybe he's been on the show many times. Good friend. I apologize. He does so many other things. He does a podcast, too. But – Man, one of the best college basketball minds in the game. I think Greg Peterson and him are fantastic. So, Brian, I do apologize. Brain freeze, my friend. Been a long day. Had to look it up because you are a talent, and we are very fortunate that we have you on our show. Everybody, enjoy the weekend. Breeders' Cup, too. Love it. Jason, if you could just see on camera, Jason's ears popped up a little bit there. And I, I will be gambling on the Breeders' Cup myself, old man in the garage. We are going to do at least one or two bets on that. I, I'm going to do some research. We're going to try to get a win. Take the big dogs. That's The Breeders' Cup always delivers big, big numbers and big, big trifectas. Don't be afraid to take them. And, and if we had another minute, I'd give out probably about five Russian ping pong games, but we are out of time. Until next week, the boys from Notebook Wagering. Man, we're doing all the hard work for you, so keep tuning in. Until next time, see you. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.